0: Hi everyone, I'm Sinhara and welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. This show is for all women who are dealing with infertility, but it's specifically dedicated to Black women because we have a problem with opening up when it comes to this issue. And I don't want to leave out the men, you guys are welcome here too. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Michelle Johnson, attorney and creator of Pregnancy After 40. Baggage and beating the biological clock. So I'm here with Michelle Johnson, attorney and creator of Pregnancy After Forty, and I'm so excited to have her on. Uh, we're going to start with just her journey, and she's going to share some information about how she was able to conceive, you know, in her forties. And so one of the things that I love when I was reading about her, she talked about, you know, not wasting time, especially dating, you know, when you, you know, hit over 35, not wasting time on men who don't want the same things that you want, who don't want to have children. And then, you know, eventually finding her husband, but she made it a priority to put herself first. So Michelle, welcome and please jump in and tell us your story.
1: Well, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. So yeah, I'm going to take you, I'm going to go back a little bit to bring you to where we are today. So when I was a kid, there were several things that I wanted out of life. I knew I wanted to be an attorney. I knew I wanted to get married and Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to have children and I Mm -hmm. wanted to have those things in my mind in that order. However, in reality, (laughs) it did not happen that way. Um, So when I was in my mid-20s, I had my daughter at 25 years old. After my first year of law school, I Mm -hmm. was not married. And so I was a single mother, single parent, basically from from birth. And while that was challenging, you know, just being a single parent, going back to law school and working and all that, I knew I wanted to have more children, definitely. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I was not going to do it the single route again and i just didn't want to deprive any other children of you know being in a home a stable home and having their father there like yeah. i grew up in so yeah. you know i had her i finished law school i became an attorney and then you know almost about 30 years old i met a man that i was really drawn to and yeah. he uh, he had three kids of his own at the time i had my daughter his mm-hmm. uh, two youngest children they were twins they were the exact same age as my daughter they were like wow. two months apart in age and they felt like they got along really well. It just kind of like meshed. Mm -hmm. The thing was he had just gotten out of a 16 year marriage relationship and Mm -hmm. he had a vasectomy. And so he didn't plan on having any more kids. He thought he was just going to be married and it didn't work out that way. I know that story. Yes. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) So we, but your, your story was a little bit different. So we, we connected and he already had three kids, but he was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done. But earlier on in relationship, um, we were kind of digging each other and he was just kind of like he was kind of going through it with his with his ex-wife between like going mm-hmm. to court, child support, not seeing him, not raising them. And he brought it up. He was like, you know what? I can definitely, you know, talk about having more kids. Because he was just kind of going through that at the moment. Yeah. And so he was like, I, I can, you know, consider getting a reversal of the vasectomy. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's Let's great. do and, this. <laughs> yeah. So it was still early in our relationship it was probably within the first six months. And so it was fine that it wasn't done then. Mm-hmm. And so he, the thing is he said that, but he was kind of going through his own emotional turmoil at the time. So he was just kind of okay. saying those things and things ended up working out where, you know, I was an attorney at the time and I was doing like family law stuff and divorces mm-hmm. and custody. So I had to, you know, navigate that with him. And so he really, actually, in his heart of hearts, he got a vasectomy because he didn't want to have more kids. And so I think what happened, and I know, I'm not going to say think, this is what happened. So for the next 10 years, we were in this relationship. I think he thought, you know, this is a good woman. She's cool. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to convince her to not have more kids. More kids, I am yeah. thinking, <laughs> he said <laughs> he might have a vasectomy. He was yeah. trying to keep me at the table. And I exactly. was like, well, I'll just convince him <laughs> to have Exactly. More kids. <laughs> So we are both strong headed for 10 years <laughs> trying to convince each other, trying to convince Sneakily. each other. I wanted more kids. He didn't, he was like, we have these four kids. Why don't we just raise them together? But it's, but you know, it's different when you have your own versus and you can love another person's children and all Absolutely, that, yeah. but they're not your children. At the end of the day mm-hmm. They go back to their yeah. mom and they're surrounded, you know, with mm-hmm. their values. And so it's just different. So yeah. You know, I was in this 10 year relationship, definitely cared about him, but it, it he was hurt when we met. And as you know, hurt people hurt people. And so it was a, it was a very unhealthy relationship. There was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of breakups, makeups. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot. There was cheating. There was silent phones. There was all this craziness mm. at the same time though, you know, I'm an attorney, I'm doing well, yeah. I'm, I'm making six figures yeah. and like a lot of successful women that I know. my personal story is like we're like killing it in a day we're like bosses we're like making money and we think that we can just conquer and fix everything Everything. (laughs) we cannot yeah (laughs) we find that out afterwards right yes 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 so you know at the end of the 10 years and you know just just a lot of drama that has happened at about 39 I finally decided I had to choose me he didn't want to have kids and at this point you know i hear just like every every other woman here is at 35 it becomes mm. really hard to have children yeah. so i'm 39 i'm like okay i've i've accepted the fact that i have wasted all my good baby making years in this relationship <laughs> <laughs> and and i'm okay out right yeah. my daughter is in high school. I'm thinking, okay, what is chapter two gonna look like when she leaves for college? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I accepted the fact that I wasn't gonna have any more kids. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't go on with this relationship either. It was like it just yeah. it was unhealthy. I was you was know tingly. I lost I lost hair. Yeah. I was stressed. I you wow. know my body was hurting, back was hurting. And I again I had to choose me. And so we mm-hmm. finally broke up. For the last time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> so exactly. Um, <laughs> about six months before I turned 40. And immediately after I um, broke up with, with that person, I reconnected with my now husband. And I say reconnected because I actually met my husband when in 2003 when my daughter was one.
0: So you guys uh, were friends already or some we sort like of friendship. like casually
1: dated. When I say casually yeah. dating, it wasn't physical, but, yeah. you know, I was still in law school. I wasn't ready yeah. for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I went to law school out of state. I'd come back. We'd reconnect during some of the, the breakups, makeups mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah. that 10-year relationship. We would reconnect. Yeah. Um, but I would just go back to my previous relationship. So I, I knew him for a good period some of time. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I just have, I literally like bumped into him in between like my day, I had a couple appointments and I just stopped at a shopping plaza. And I almost hit him with my car. And that's how we reconnected. Like, it was just, I feel like it was God and this was supposed to happen, right? Was it literally like, was he walking? You almost hit him or like you almost crashed into his car? No, he was walking. Like, he was coming out of Subway. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, this dude's about to get hit. And I didn't know who it was at the time. And I, like, slammed on my brakes and I stopped and I looked at him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Daryl. And he was like, wow. So we just reconnected again, because I had just gotten out of my 10-year relationship, I wasn't Mm -hmm. really pushing for another relationship. Yeah, And so we just kind of dated, again, casually. I was dating other people at this time. Mm -hmm. And so what I was seeing and experiencing was, you know, um, I'm almost 40. And so the men that I was dating, they were definitely in their 40s, mid to late 40s. Um, Most of them either already had children, didn't want any more children, which was totally understandable. You know, they had kids who were in high school or going to college. They didn't want to start all over. And you know, I, uh, we were dating again, casually. And so I turned 40, Mm -hmm. a couple months after I turned 40, I was like, okay, it's been like six, seven, eight months, you know, talking to, to Daryl. And I was like, look, okay, now it's either, we're going to be in a relationship or not. Cause during all this time, we'd known each other for 14 years, we had never actually been in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. so we decided to become exclusive. Yeah. And so one of the first conversations, of course, was, okay, what about children? My husband, he did not have children. He was 46 at the time. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, I would like to have kids. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, my eggs, like, I don't know how good they are. I don't know if my yeah. eggs are, are shriveled up. They're dried out. Oh. Like, I, Did
0: you feel the pressure immediately when he said that? Or were you just like, yes, someone on the same page as me? I
1: kind of felt pressure in, in okay. a way. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't have any kids and he wanted to have children. Yeah. The other thing was <laughs> he was 46. I was like, I didn't know any man that was that age yeah. that wanted to have kids and, and could didn't have, have kids any yet. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. didn't have kids. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, he's sterile. Like, he can't have yeah. kids. <laughs> I really thought that because I was like, well, I at least had one. So I know, like, my body parts work. Yeah, it works. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, we were together. I said, okay, so let's do this. Like, again, we weren't really pushing it or trying trying I was like we Mm -hmm. just won't necessarily prevent it and we'll just kind of go along with the relationship just kind of like no pressure see what happens yeah six months in I'm like oh my gosh like I didn't get pregnant I was like and and we were very very active and so it should have happened so I Mm thought and and it didn't and I was like okay six months and I'm like okay something something is not right like I really am probably barren now Mm. um and then I was going through some things emotionally with that relationship, mm. um, which we can talk about later. But yeah, I definitely felt the pressure of, we're not gonna be able to have kids and, and and this is it. And then I went through a transformation and it changed my whole mindset and and my outlook on pregnancy and relationships and how relationships and stress can affect your ability to conceive awakening.
0: So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the transformation and how you were able to just sort of transform your mind and get your body in the healthiest place and to relieve yourself of that stress and how you actually became pregnant.
1: Okay, so this is what I refer to as my spiritual transformation or awakening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was saying earlier that I I was in a 10-year relationship, situationship, whatever you want to call it. And it kind of ended that, it just kind of kept it moving. And so many of us, again, we have like this strong mentality in order just to make it through everyday life. We try not to let things bother us, right? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, it's over with this relationship. I'm just going to keep it moving. I'm good. And the reality is that I never actually mourned that relationship. I did Mm -hmm. not see it as a loss. And it is when you've been with someone for 10 Mm -hmm. years, you are in a long time. Yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. everything. And I did not process that. I was just kind of like, I'm me. I'm Michelle. Like I'm good. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. It's like a soul tie because you've been together for so long.
1: Absolutely. And so after six months being with, with Daryl, I was kind of like struggling, like, cause they were two different people. So mm-hmm. there definitely was, there were good qualities about both of them. And I think I was doing a lot of comparing, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, my husband, he was a good person. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I say good, he wasn't like a good man. I was like, he's a good person. Person. Yeah. And I was going through like, the devil is like, the devil is Isn't real. It? He will try yeah. to destroy <laughs> you because I mm-hmm. at one point even broke up with, with Daryl. And the moment I did it, and the moment I drove mm-hmm. away, I was like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. What was it? Was the thoughts
0: just like, oh, he's too good or, you know, like what were the thoughts that were circulating that that brought you to, okay, let me, let me try something else.
1: I think I, I think that my ex was probably in my ear a little bit. He was coming back and he was kind of like, hey, let's get married. Like you're going to find issues with everyone. You know, Mm -hmm. my issues, we know our issues. We can just be together. And I was falling for it. Yeah. So I was just like confused, but I knew again, when I broke up with, with Errol, like that day, I was like, this is wrong. And I immediately called him that night. I was like, no, I'm not going to let him go. And yeah. I almost lost the greatest thing of your life. Yeah. My life. But,
0: yeah,
1: you know, a couple of days later, you know, I'm still have all these emotions and I was just was in the bathroom and I just started crying. Like I just broke down crying, mm-hmm. which is not something that I do normally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, tears are flowing out and I'm just like praying. I was like, first I was praying to God. I was like, Lord, just let me get my, my ex out of out of my mind. Yeah. Let me just be able to move on because I knew it was not a healthy relationship. And I knew the thought of being with him, it, it didn't make me feel good. And then the next prayer was, Lord, show me how to be the wife that I need to be for Daryl, which is a different prayer than I used to pray when I was with my ex, it used to be, Lord, please change him. Please let yeah, him see that I'm a good, <laughs> yeah, let him see that I'm a good woman, right? Yeah. And so we have selfish prayer. Yeah. And I think this one was, Show me what do I need to do to be to be a wife and be good And mm. after all of that, I stopped crying and I was just overwhelmed with the biggest sense of peace I have peace. ever experienced. Yes. And I just mm. felt so right about everything. And when I tell you after that moment, I let mm-hmm. my ex go. I opened up my heart for Daryl. Mm-hmm. Within mm-hmm. the next month, I was pregnant.
0: Wow. So what was that moment like? So you were you home when you realized you were pregnant? Did you just miss your cycle and like when I'm pregnant? Like what was that experience like and what was his reaction?
1: So I have always had pretty much consistent cycles, usually 32 to 35 mm-hmm. days apart, just my whole life. And mm-hmm. then my cycle didn't I just realized, oh, it's not here. And it was yeah. weird because shortly after I had this, the spiritual awakening, I went to mm-hmm. the Dominican for like a week mm-hmm. and I came back and I had, <laughs> I had travelers, whatever going yeah. through my body. Yeah. <laughs> like I just was not, I didn't feel well, like the water, yeah. the food didn't make sense. Kind of
0: sluggish. And, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Lots of trips to the bathroom. Yeah. So, like I was not thinking like pregnancy at all, but yeah, like my cycle didn't come and I took a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And it was positive, And I politely went to the store and got two more. Yes. <laughs> Don't you love how we do that? Just like, okay, just, you got to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Different brands, different colors, yes. of the blue. Yes, the no. <laughs> two, two so, um, so I got the pregnancy test and it came back positive positive. Mm-hmm. and he was there and Daryl was there at the house and, mm-hmm. and I, I was downstairs and I went upstairs and I was like, Hey, I need you to come upstairs. And he was like, yeah, what, what? Like, what's going on? Like that whole, we need to talk. Like men don't yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. They get scared. Like yes. what? <laughs> and I just showed him the pregnancy test. I didn't say anything. And he's looking mm-hmm. at me like he had no idea what it was. Like he literally yeah. had no idea. Oh my was. gosh. And and I was like, I'm pregnant. And he was mm-hmm. like, he was just really silent. And he just gave me a hug. I was like, we're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a hug. And he was like, well, we're not going to have, I'm not going to have one kid or we're going to have two Meaning that your daughter is my daughter and we're going to yeah. have a baby together. Mm. And so like he was good, like, cause he wanted to have a kid and he wanted to have a baby. He wanted to be with the right person. Person. Yeah. And so he was, he was excited in his way. Now my husband is a programmer, so like <laughs> <laughs> he's very technical and so yes. he's very serious. He's not, you know, super emotional, yes. but you know, in his way, he was yeah. definitely happy. And yeah, everyone's happy. He, he was the only child. His parents mm. didn't have any grandchildren. His parents were 88 and 92. Wow. So this was going to be their first grandchild. A big, Yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah. So me yeah, and my daughter was 15 at the time, and we ended up, we got married mm-hmm. uh, a couple months later, and um, later on that year, we had my first son at 41.
0: Repeat, when and loss. So you had your first child together. You no, know, you had to get your daughter mm-hmm. and now you have your first child together at 41 and then you get pregnant again at 43. Yeah. Let's talk about that experience. Did you, even for both pregnancies, did you take anything? Were you taking any type of vitamins or like herbal, you know, remedies or anything? Or were you just Just naturally conceiving.
1: (laughs) I actually naturally conceived. Now, there were some things that I've been doing for years, which I didn't know was beneficial in conception. And so we'll talk a little bit more about the pregnancy after 40 group that I started right when my first son was born. But since I was in my 20s, I've always drank a lot of water every day. Mm -hmm. So one of the first polls in the group when you join our pregnancy after 40 group is Mm -hmm. how much water do you drink? and most people are drinking definitely less than the quote unquote recommended eight cups of water a day, 64 ounces Mm. people just struggle with it. And then, you know, and you know, more, the more research that I've done, there is a reason why you need water for just your body in general, but for conception specifically, Mm -hmm. um, it Mm -hmm. helps with the cervical fluid and Mm. conception and sperm and, and all that. So it is vital, not just to your organs, but for your, your specifically your reproductive organs as well. I've been doing Mm -hmm. that for years, walking and exercising, not, Mm -hmm. not strenuous, but moderate, moderate to light. Mm -hmm. We've been kind of doing that the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, um, do too. they do intense workouts. They're like, I'm just going to be super fine. I'm going to be super. Yes. (laughs) And that actually actually hinders your ability to conceive. Um, Mm -hmm. and people don't know that. So, but it was all natural. So water Mm -hmm. walking exercise, um, you know, it's kind of, I, I do blends, like kale blends and, yeah. you know, all of that. Now, I'm not the most healthy person at all. So let me just say that. Yeah. But I, yeah. I've done these things consistently. Which, yeah, but what you you're know, doing is working. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I had my son, my first son at 41, you know, after several months, you know, after the trauma of, of it all. <laughs> yeah. You know, we talked about, again, you know, about having more kids. Mm-hmm. I did want, we did, we both agreed that we wanted to have more, another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um and my reasoning being my daughter hated being an only child like even yeah. if she was not only child she basically was an only child growing up and she yeah. hated that and mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to do that to her and we're a little bit older yeah i'm 41 he's 47 at this point and mm-hmm. I tell people like, you know, at that age, when he when he wakes up in the morning, it takes him about a good seven to 10 steps where he can walk straight. <laughs> so so that is reflective to it of, our, of our ability to keep up with running children. The children, <laughs> yes. And so this child needs a playmate.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and so I felt good about that. And I was like, okay, so they say, you know, you're more fertile, like shortly after you have a miscarriage or, or mm-hmm. a child. And so we mm-hmm. were trying again. And it was mm-hmm. not happening. So mm-hmm. during this period, I was I was focused on trying. Yeah. And when I tell you every time I focus on trying to have a baby, it, it does happens. not happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't happen. Your body just internalizes that stress, that pressure. And it's like, uh-uh, something's not right. Mm-hmm. We are not in a good place to conceive right now. And that's why you hear mm-hmm. so many people, even like with your experience, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. I'm just giving up. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happens. Your body just releases that, and when it, yeah. and your body feels like, okay, now this is not as hostile. We yeah, and, <laughs> like she doesn't care anymore. Let's make it happen now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and it's the same thing with me when I was trying. And you know, we go through that, you know, every month looking for, yeah, like the these, these signs of excitement these pregnancy of it signs and the letdown of it. Yeah, yeah. Are these pregnancy signs? Are these premenstrual? Like, what? What is it? Because they're so similar. Mm-hmm. Going through a hundred pregnancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just disappointing and it mm-hmm. hurts I and mean, then it makes you feel like okay you know I can't have a baby or now okay I had a baby over 40 they've been telling me since I was 35 yeah. you know, it's gonna be really hard okay mm-hmm. I was lucky so I can't have another baby yeah so you know I was like beginning of the next year my son was about he's about eight months we were going mm-hmm. on a trip and I and before we went on the trip I uh I got an app I got my Ovia app which I started oh, using. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to start, you know, tracking because I'm really lazy I was like I didn't want to do all that so (laughs) but I got the app and I was like okay I'll just put in my cycles and tracking Mm -hmm. and I put in my you know put everything in I was like we'll just start trying next month and just put in all Mm -hmm. my numbers and by that like a week later it's my app was like you need to take a pregnancy test I was like whatever like I'm not listening to this app we just met (laughs) we're just weekend. weekend I don't don't really know your name so (laughs) but I listened to her and I went and got a pregnancy test and I was pregnant mm-hmm. by this time. I was 42. Unfortunately, as again, we went on a trip. We went on a plane. We took the baby on a train. Um, sorry, a plane. plane. When We got yeah. back to Atlanta. He came down with a virus, which I assume he got while he was on the plane or something. Mm-hmm. Just all those things floating in the yeah. air.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he got sick, got a virus fever, all that. We took him to the hospital like twice in, in a week. And I ended up getting that same virus, and which is unusual because mm. I normally don't get sick. Don't like, get ever. sick, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got sick because when you're pregnant, you know, your immune system is suppressed yeah. just to protect mm-hmm. the baby. Mm-hmm. And that's what, so you get things. But during mm-hmm. the first trimester, it's so vital that yeah. you are free mm-hmm. of, you know, foreign things in your body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, when I found the virus that he had, I, you know, looked that up and saw that it could it could cause miscarriages if you're pregnant. So I was about mm-hmm. six, seven weeks I ended up miscarrying that baby about eight mm. weeks. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, you know, got over it. It was, it was devastating for me. It was devastating mm-hmm. for my husband. Cause we're all like, oh, you know, he wants a girl who wants a yeah. boy. Like I want another mm-hmm. boy. He wants a girl. Yeah. My daughter wants a girl. So, um, yes, yeah, so I went to the doctor just to make sure everything was okay. They're like, okay, well everything passed. Um, mm-hmm. do you want to start trying again? And I was like, yes. And so the doctor was like, well, wait one cycle and, you know, try again. And I was like, okay. So I got the app again, put in the cycles and all that. And two months later, I actually was pregnant. I was not thinking that it would happen so mm-hmm. soon. I was, just, again, I was kind of like, okay, I, let's give it like three months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But two months later, I found out I was pregnant again uh, the day after my son's first birthday party. I took another pregnancy test listening to, to Miss Ovia and uh, (laughs) I'm going to have to get this app. Okay. (laughs) Yes. yes, I love it. I mean, I know there's so many out there, but that's just what's worked for me. And it was, she's been on point. And so, yeah, I was pregnant again, this pregnancy, that pregnancy, I was 42 at the time and I delivered my second son at 43. So both healthy boys, healthy babies, Mm -hmm. you know, relatively easy pregnancies. Couple issues here and there, but relatively easy.
0: And then you mentioned you got pregnant again recently. Do you want to talk about that, share a little bit about that experience, and maybe sure. just help some other women who are listening who are also going through the same situation?
1: Sure. So I am 44 now. And mm-hmm. let me just say that since I turned 40 to 44, mm-hmm. at every point, at any point in those ages, I've, I've either been pregnant or nursing. And mm. so when I turned 44 and back in December, I was still nursing my son. And mm. so I was kind of looking forward to not nursing him, but, you know, mm-hmm. we took a little bit longer. I think I nursed him till about 15 months or so because okay. of everything was going on with COVID. I wanted to make sure yeah. he had antibodies make and, sure he was and all that. Yeah. But I actually, because I had been pregnant nursing for the past four years straight, mm-hmm. um, I felt like my body needed a break. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, you know, me and my husband, we talked about it again, about having more kids. And I think we both agreed, like if we were younger, we probably Mm -hmm. would take a little bit of break and say, okay, let's have more kids. We are not younger. And so we kind of were settled on, okay, we're we're not going to have any more. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to prevent pregnancy <laughs> Yeah, at this point? So I mm-hmm. tried the oral contraceptives. It didn't work yeah. for me. Yeah, It just threw my body just way out of whack. I am, yeah. it, as much as possible, I try to do things as natural as possible. Exactly. And not try to alter what my mm-hmm. body has going on. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was reluctant in having, getting my tubes tied. I had mm-hmm. scheduled it previously, but I, I punked you did? out. did? I punked out. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. After it was supposed to happen when I had my second son Mm-hmm. six weeks after, six to eight weeks after, but by then COVID was here. And so yeah. they weren't doing elective procedures. Okay. And so, and I rescheduled it again. I just, I didn't go through with it. I just didn't want to feel comfortable. Yeah. And so what I did was I got my handy dandy Ovia app again. So I was <laughs> like, if she can predict when I can get pregnant, she can also help me in not getting pregnant. Yes. Well. <laughs> and we did pretty well, like all year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then things just kind of things got crazy in yeah. our lives. We weren't being as intimate as as mm-hmm. often and mm-hmm. and so <laughs> <laughs> we had like a month I'm just gonna be very very honest to open about yeah. it. We had been active we had two times in in a month yeah. and the first time was when I got pregnant but i didn't I wasn't thinking thinking about it. I was in the hospital the month before, but not even thinking about pregnancy, but mm-hmm. normally when we were we were intimate, I would always check the app to see when I was fertile and we Mm -hmm. would just abstain from sex during the fertile periods and that worked, but then Mm -hmm. we weren't active. And then we, you know, got intimate one night and I didn't check my app. Like I checked it like (laughs) a few days before and I was like, okay, well I'm fertile next week. This is, this is good. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was fertile from like Thursday to like the next Wednesday. So Mm. about Wednesday at about 11, 45 mm-hmm. we started being active right yeah <laughs> we're intimate. but it didn't end until after midnight so technically it was that Thursday yeah like
0: right there on the border <laughs> right there on
1: the border and I got pregnant like mm. and I could not believe it because I was like okay we're not even like yeah we're not even active and I hate to say yeah. it, like I, I don't want to even say that or admit and that you but weren't like
0: trying you, you know? weren't trying
1: and yeah yeah, I ended up getting pregnant again. Mm. Unfortunately, I miscarried a couple mm. weeks ago,
0: mm. and
1: the same kind of thing that happened um, when I miscarried when I was forty two, when my son got mm-hmm. sick in a virus,
0: mm-hmm.
1: same thing happened. He, both my kids were going to daycare at this point a few weeks ago. By the month of two, no, ago. that's a whole
0: other podcast. These daycares, yes. Lord have mercy. Yes.
1: yes, and they and my son, my young, my oldest son, he picked up two viruses back to back. Like when I say back, like he had a fever for seven out of ten days. Straight. Yeah. And so I was pregnant during that time around the same time, five, six, seven weeks pregnant. I ended up getting it. Um, and I believe that's, that's what led me to miscarrying. Yeah. Again. Cause the same thing happened. Like it's so vital. Like if you even look up like how important the first trimester is. And yeah. they tell you, do not, like if you're going to get a vaccine, and I'm talk, not talking necessarily COVID, yeah. any vaccine, do not get a live vaccine yeah, it can cause miscarriages. Mm-hmm. I actually had a, a virus, not COVID, but other viruses yeah. that, that they have. And I yeah. had two of them. Mm-hmm. And I you know, strongly believe that that led me to, to miscarry.
0: And how'd you deal with that emotionally? Because I was telling you before we started just speaking with other women and even someone I was speaking with the other day, having gone through a loss, how did you deal with that emotionally? How did your spouse deal with it? Or how did you guys process
1: it? So I actually was okay mentally and physically, mentally and emotionally. And I say that Mm -hmm. because Physically, this was actually a very trying pregnancy for me. I experienced things I hadn't experienced before. So like sickness
0: or like morning it was, sickness? It was
1: sickness, but I started, I developed vertigo. So and I oh, didn't realize wow. what it was initially. I just realized, mm-hmm. wow, like I'm starting to get up and things mm-hmm. like the room is spinning. And then it started mm-hmm. happening more frequently every week to the point like the day before I found out that they couldn't detect the heartbeat. Like I got up and I fell, like I just fell to the floor Mm -hmm. and the vertical had gotten so bad. And I had never experienced that the week before that I went to the hospital thinking like I have this pain in my chest, like something is going on and they checked Mm -hmm. the numbers and they were like, well, it could be a result of the pregnancy. So it was a really like hard pregnancy within the first 10 weeks for me. Mm -hmm. And although you know, I I accepted it. Like I I wasn't trying to get pregnant, but I find good in everything. And yeah, what is the lesson? And I totally accepted we were going to have another baby. Yeah. And if nothing else, like this is encouragement for other women who are over mm-hmm. forty mm-hmm. to let them know that you can conceive well into yes. your forties and you mm-hmm. can have healthy babies. It is mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when I during that period that's when I found out about you. Um, (laughs) I was like, yeah, because I was like, there, there is a purpose. Like, yeah, because I was, you know, my, my sons now are three and 18 months and, Mm -hmm. you know, pregnancy, pregnancy after 40 group and community, which is amazing. Which I have to join for sure. Yes. My heart was not in it because I was no longer pregnant. Like I'm like looking into, okay, I got to get back, get back to my hustle, back to my grind. Um, and God was like, no, like you're not done. Like mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not going to abandon this. And that's yeah. what, and this Doesn't pregnancy he always brought bring me back.
0: Don't you love yes. that when he brings yes. you back to what you're supposed to be doing.
1: <laughs> and you don't even know it. And he was like, yeah. no, like you still have more work to do in this. Like, you yeah. know, you've created this again, this community, people mm-hmm. are finding out about you keep going with this. And that's again, yeah. and again, that's, and during that, that's when I found you and your mm-hmm. podcast. And I was like, yeah. oh, I love this and so that's how, how we, we connected. But you know, with the miscarriage, when it happened, of course, I, when it happened, it was, it was very traumatic. It was way mm-hmm. more traumatic than the previous miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course I'm bawling. Like you you look into the bathroom, you see all this tissue come out. You don't know what is what, but you think you see, see. what is, what is the head, right? Mm-hmm. What is the body? What mm-hmm. is the tail? Cause at, the, at this point, you know, yeah. it's yeah. the tail, it's the, mm-hmm. the tail. So like I'm bawling because of that. I, I actually ran to my, I drove to my mother's house. Like I just couldn't come home. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I get out the car and I'm just like heaving over. I'm like, I'm bleeding. Like blood is yeah. everywhere. And she mm-hmm. didn't even, I didn't even tell her I was mm-hmm. pregnant because I mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure everything was okay before I said anything. Yeah. So that day, the next couple of days was, was pretty bad, like physically. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that that pregnancy did not agree with me. And so I was, I was okay. And, and I'm okay. A week ago, you know, I went back to the doctor week, week today, talked to the doctor and she asked me, you know, do you want to have, you want to try again? And I was like, you know, I think, I think we don't, (laughs) we don't, we don't want to have any more kids. And she was like, well, look, even though you're 44, you had a baby last year, you just got pregnant again. It is very possible for you to be pregnant relatively easy now. Yeah. And I was like, I agree. But what are we going to do? <laughs> because I yeah. still have this. <laughs> I don't want to alter my body. Like I'm body, very yeah. adamant about that. Yeah. And my husband doesn't want to get a vasectomy. Although I yeah. think this time he's a little bit more. Maybe he should. <laughs> about it. Because, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, when you decide you don't want to have any more kids, like we have gone through so much as women. Yeah. Like, bringing babies into this world. Our mm-hmm. bodies go through Let all the nursing. Work, right. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can do this one thing you can just yeah watch. exactly <laughs> put it back on them <laughs> so yeah but i think i think there was definitely a purpose for that happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know if it happens it's totally ha- it's totally possible they can happen again because we have not made that vasectomy appointment yet yeah. <laughs> i am not on anything i'm not even you know to the point where i'm regular where i can put anything to miss ovia to yeah. figure out <laughs> when i'm fertile but you know if it happens you know i'll i'll be good And if it doesn't i'll i'll be at peace as well We have a beautiful family. I'm thankful for so many things that, that we have.
0: What to expect, fertility coaching, and tips. Let's talk about just more of your fertility coaching and your tips and what to expect because I know even for me, when I uh, was pregnant with my daughter, I was 38. And every time I went to the doctor, they were like, oh, you're over 40. There's other things you have to do. I'm like, I'm not over 40. Put the brakes on, right. okay? <laughs> and, like, and if I was, like, you're making me feel horrible. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know, so what? how did, you know, doctors or nurses treat you, you know, when you were obviously have conceived over 40. Did you feel like it was any different type of treatment? Do you feel like they were telling you about all negative things that could happen? Or do you feel like overall they were positive about your pregnancy and also give us more information about your fertility coaching and just tips you want to leave people with?
1: So from my personal experience with my OBs, they were pretty supportive. They didn't mention a lot about my age. Mm -hmm. They did some testing earlier on because I was over 40, but I because you know with this pregnancy after forty group there are so many women on there that have had a different experience like they are mm. being chastised mm-hmm. for thinking about having a baby over forty or if they say mm-hmm. they're forty they're told oh well you need to go you need to get an egg donor and mm. it's 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 insane yeah because you don't have to um, yeah and I think you do need to you know maybe look into supplements um, go with a natural I believe in medicine I also mm-hmm. believe in a natural route I believe that you can combine the two. And they can work together. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, uh, with the group again, so I've had a good experience overall. Other women Mm -hmm. have not. Okay. Um, And so, a lot of women come in a group. They're like, "Oh, I'm told I can't have kids, and you know, after forty, you know, Mm -hmm. what is is it possible?" And we have women like up to in their mid late late forties having kids Mm -hmm. naturally, or different routes. Some go IVF, some go Mm IUI, some do egg donors. It's just it's just a range of things. So, Mm -hmm. but when you do get pregnant my experience and the experience of other women that I've seen after talking to so so many thousands of women at this point one of the first things they tell you is to start taking a baby aspirin okay yeah Um, I remember that Mm -hmm. yeah because your your chances of preeclampsia are greater you know when you're older so and that's Mm -hmm. like the question that's asked all the time I was going to take a baby aspirin is that normal yes it is actually normal (laughs) yeah they made me take it when i was pregnant with my daughter yeah yeah and blood flow increased blood mm-hmm. flow to the uterus and all that so mm-hmm. yeah i you know i took baby asthma both of both of my over 40 pregnancies which i didn't with my 25 year old got uh, it my, okay when i was 20 sorry mm-hmm. she's 19 and uh so that's one thing to expect mm-hmm. the second thing is because you are a little bit older let's just mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> About it. you are going to be more exhausted you know, and you're gonna be tired, especially if you had babies when you were younger. Um, you can compare those. And I see that a lot with women. It's just it's just exhausting and it's taxing and we are yeah. probably working. We've yeah. got a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it takes a, a greater toll on you. You okay. know, naps. Are, are key if you can take a nap you know the same
0: yes <laughs> do that <laughs> I, um, I was taking naps at like five o'clock i'm like i can't wait to get off of work and to get home because i need at least an hour <laughs> yes
1: yes mine is like three i'm like i'm done at three like <laughs> <laughs> And so now, even now, like I'm not even pregnant, but yeah. when the boys go down and like, like, do like I five, need to I'm lay like, down, right? I'm going down with them about 30 minutes, Like okay, then I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely expect the exhaustion, it's, it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Over 40, expect to be referred to a specialist, maternal, fetal medicine specialist. Okay. And I was referred, again, within 12 to 15 weeks of both of my over 40 pregnancies, they're like, okay, because of your age, mm-hmm. we are referring you to a specialist. And it had nothing to do with what was going on with the baby. They didn't see anything necessarily at that point. It was mm-hmm. just, we just need to monitor you. But it's different because I've interviewed people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And that's not a thing in, in every area. But it yeah. is, you know, I'm here. in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. I know you're yeah, back and same forth. Here. But um, yeah. it's it's big here. Because of age, automatically you're going to a specialist. And which mm. is, you at first I was offended. Yeah. But, but then I ended up being okay with it because that meant more ultrasounds, that meant Got more it. opportunities for yeah. me to see this growing baby. Everything was fine. Yeah. Making sure everything was okay. Yeah. So okay. definitely don't take offense to it. I have heard, um, I mm. didn't have a home birth, I had hospital births. Mm-hmm. But for women who are trying to go the natural route and have a home birth, many mm. women are denied having a home birth. Like the centers won't even accept you because you're over 40 and they just really? assume that there's going to be a complication or they don't want to be involved mm-hmm. and there's a complication. Interesting. Now there are some that will take you over 40, but you definitely have to do your research. Yeah. to find um, out where... But, but again, I, I say that, like, don't be offended. It's just, it is, that's yeah, just, what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. You know, so just don't be surprised. Like, I just like to tell people, just don't be surprised if, yeah. you know, you know, you want that's to do a home happens. birth or in a birthing center that they don't accept you. Yeah, that's okay. And the biggest thing when you're over forty and pregnant, ninety five percent of what I hear, and even for me, is doctors want to induce you, and yeah, many women just have a visceral reaction to that. Like, yeah, this is what my body is made for. Like, I'm mm-hmm. made to make babies, and if everything is okay, mm-hmm. why am I being scheduled for being induction? Induced. Like, that's yeah, that's a huge conversation in our group. Yeah. And some people are like, I just want to go go naturally. Just give me the mm-hmm. opportunity to go to 40 to weeks. try it. Exactly. Yeah. And and they're not doing it just for we just live in a culture and mm. a society where there's so much malpractice and there's, you mm. know, um, they're just looking at numbers. They don't want the liability. So they're like, oh, they've decided they yeah. in quotes have decided yeah. that 39 weeks is a good, good time to induce. And baby is mature enough to come out in yeah. 39 weeks. And so it's, it's a process, but you have to yeah. look at, you have to do what's best for you, for you. Yeah. You definitely listen to your doctors, but you know, you may want to get like a midwife involved. You may want to get, Yeah, I advocate doulas. I had no idea about doulas before I had, yeah. before I had this group. Yeah. I advocate doulas all the I totally was going to have a doula this, this go around. Yeah. So someone can advocate for you, especially as black women. Yeah. You need someone yeah. there. Exactly, um, and I, I had a doula,
0: and she was very helpful. Um, only thing with COVID, I don't know how you know they're doing with that in terms of letting additional people into you know the hospital. But she definitely was beneficial, so I would second that to yeah. look into getting a doula.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which is you know, and some people don't you know know the difference between a midwife and a doula, but you mm-hmm. know, just take your time, just to research both. I, yeah. I had a I had a midwife with my daughter. Um, when I was mm-hmm. 25, and um, I didn't mm-hmm. this go around, but the last two pregnancies, but yeah, those are two things that I, you know, definitely would suggest. So, so those are the things that you kind of expect when you're 40 and older. Mm-hmm. And you also are a fertility coach, uh, so let's talk about that.
0: How people can find you, how they can find out more about your services in that area.
1: So I have been informally coaching for about three mm-hmm. years now. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> didn't realize I was doing it. Doing it. Because um, I will connect usually, you know, if you join the group, I'll connect with you and I'll start having conversations with you.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: amazing how, you know, when the questions like, do you have tips, do you have suggestions? So I've been given all this information, mm-hmm. right? And so I have finally, you know, put it together mm-hmm. so we can have a formal program. So, you know, I just offer things and, and I'll say this. As Black women, we have, mm-hmm. especially if you're successful, you're mm-hmm. quote unquote strong, doing it all. We have a hard time reaching out to people for for advice, for suggestions,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and where, where other people will. So, you know, fertility yeah. co- coaching is is huge. I, I consider it more so of a consultant as far as what I do, but definitely reach mm-hmm. out to a professional in that area in fertility. You're having yeah. if you're struggling with fertility, reach out to someone. Mm-hmm. I am always open, you know, I can give my email address. You can put it in the show notes. You can email me and say, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I heard you on Sahara's podcast. Mm-hmm. What, what suggestions do you have? Like what podcast do you think I should listen to? This yeah. is my situation. And I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give you that information. The podcasts are free. Um, there's amazing yeah. stories of women. Everyone is mm-hmm. over 40 having babies. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. So we have, you have an opportunity as far as coaching. You can, we can schedule a call. And you can just ask me all the questions that you have. I'll give you all the information I've had. I luckily have been fortunate enough to have interviewed doctors, IVS, fertility doctors, people mm-hmm. who um, do herbs, naturalists, and just women, birthing coaches, doulas, like everyone in addition to women. And so I have this plethora of information that I can give yeah. you and I could, you know, send to you. So you have an opportunity just to pick my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, and they the can
0: listen goes. to your podcast as well because you have a podcast. If they didn't catch that, you do have a podcast where you talk about and you interview people. Where can they find you on Instagram?
1: So Instagram is just Pregnancy After 40. That's 40, mm-hmm. so out: F-O-R-T-Y our big group, um, where we've got, I don't know, almost like 8,000 members is on Facebook Mm -hmm. and that is pregnancy after 40 private group. And it's amazing the community. Like I totally suggest that you join a community where you can ask all your questions. Even if you're like shy about asking Mm -hmm. certain things, you can just put in a keyword, like in a search Mm -hmm. and you'll see all these results.
0: Yeah. Community is so important. So I'm definitely going to Join that group as well. Your website, what's your website? How can they
1: find you there? It is uh, pregnancyafter40.com. Again, pregnancyafter, dot Y.com. So you have articles there. Um, you can also look at the, the, the stories and access the podcast, the coaching, everything is, is there on the website.
0: And then, what's one tip that you want to leave people with that you feel is just necessary in their journey?
1: If you are approaching 40, so let's say in mid to late 30s and above, Mm -hmm. know that it is possible Mm. um, and realistic to have Mm. a baby over 40 and have a healthy baby over 40. And don't do what I did. And so many of us do is go on the internet and see all these daunting statistics. Like, <laughs> like something's going to go wrong. Your, your child to yeah. be born with like two feet mm-hmm. or, or five feet or mm-hmm. like two toes or whatever. Yeah. No, know, it is totally possible the the numbers that they give you as far as genetic defects and all that, the the percentages go up so small mm-hmm. that it's not worth the anxiety of thinking yeah. that you can't. It's, you know, the, the oldest person that I interviewed on a podcast was fifty-one. Mm-hmm. That, that had a baby. Am I saying okay. it's gonna be easy? No, yeah. maybe not. For some of us, mm-hmm. it is. We have mm-hmm. a, a we have a um, moderator in the group. She got pregnant naturally at forty-six. Totally mm-hmm. wasn't That's expecting. Okay. So, yeah. my my message is, is that it can happen. Yeah. And, but you know, go ahead and look into all the resources. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And join a community.
0: I'm Sinhara Eastman, and thank you for listening to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. You can stay connected with this movement on my website, Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please join my mailing list at com and on SinharaEastman.com. And please be sure to join Michelle Johnson's Facebook page for Pregnancy After 40. Um, Every Friday, they announce women who have conceived after the age of 40. And of course, it's a great community to be a part of. Also on her website, she shares 50 fertility tips for women over the age of 40 who are trying to conceive. So please stay connected and plugged into her movement.